The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! Celtic headlines continue to be made in Japan after Jota's departure to the Middle East. Last season's treble winners announced a new four-year deal for Player of the Year, Kyogo. And in the last few minutes, Celtic have revealed the signing up of uh, on a new contract of another of their Japanese stars. Daisen Maeda uh, has been uh, contracted at Celtic until the summer of 20. 27, so a double helping of good news for Celtic fans, Peter Grant. Yeah, delighted because he's work ethic for the team and that's what he is, he's a team player who makes everybody else respond, you know, there's no lost cause, he gets the ball back very quickly, yes we think he could be maybe finish more of his chances, hopefully they'll get better at that, but the opportunity that he gets in the box is great, now it's that final product as we said he could have ended up with a lot more goals and you see with his national team how well they like him as well mm-hmm. so I think it's a big plus for Celtic there's absolutely no doubt and it's great news uh, Yeah he played through the middle didn't he for the Japanese national team in Qatar um, there was no Kyogo in the squad which was a bit of a surprise to us But, but you uh, can see that Rob but because they played deeper they never yeah. really played with a centre forward so he played on the back of their you would call a number six now mm. and it was more a defensive role he did and you can see if they were going to play Kyogo that's not really the role he plays Mieda's better at doing that and he'd done it remarkably well for the team to be perfectly honest with you so you could see why they never team Kyogo if they were going to be doing it and playing it that way Might there have been more of a worry that Maida might have made a move to England to English football potentially because of the way he plays than, than, than even Kyogo well with the energy he's got now I mean I love Kyogo I think he's as a striker his movement in behind is fantastic as I said even the other evening there I think he doesn't get a lot of times the ball should be passed quicker to him you know because of the movement he makes and he never stops doing it and that's why I think cup final from right was about 38 minutes when he scored and they were saying it was his first touch up until then, his movement was excellent. And I just thought Celtic didn't start that game particularly well and never had a lot of the ball to pass forward. And Inverness defended very well. Mm. But you've got to keep going and he continually does that. Maeda does a completely different type. As I said, if he adds goals to his games, you know, to go with the energy and the work ethic he's got, I mean, he sparks everything, you know, when he comes on. And he never runs out energy. That's the biggest thing with him. And it was a massive, massive plus for the manager who could play him right, left, through the middle, you name it. And as you say, I thought he'd done exceptionally well in the World Cup as well. So they're all assets for Celtic. And as we say, it's good that they're keeping the squad together. And I'm still sure that Brendan will bring some more boys in. I think there's absolutely no doubt of that. You know, so we talk about Rangers bringing six, maybe possibly eight, if you include the two boys from last year. But they've let something like that go six or whatever. So they're still building a squad to build. Celtics keep my squad together. They've not lost many, you know, unsuspecting, obviously, Jota. So you've still got to replace that quality. And I'm hoping to keep Abada, because they're talking about Abada going as well, which may still happen. But I really like Abada. He's a young man. And yet again, I thought he had a big impact. He missed part of the season last year, but he's a big player as well. So if we can keep them all together and add a few more, then as you say, Celtic will be very, very strong again. Yeah, I've spoken about his numbers. We're talking about that with uh, Stephen McGinn on last night's show as well. Uh, Abada, just the the figures that he has. I mean, he's in in terms of the headline makers at Celtic, he's kind of down a few rungs on the ladder, isn't he? But but that's only because of the spectacular success of the likes of Kyogo and, and Maeda and, and Rio Hatate as well because he's 21, uh, Abada. He, he came to the club when he was 19. Yeah. And in terms of goals and assists, the figures are mind-boggling. It's the goals he scores. You know, I mean, some people say bad defending with defenders where they're not having their body open. Even in the cup final, when he comes on and gets the goal at the back post, 
which could be critical if you're looking at the defensive side of it. But he does the same run all the time. He used to do it with Barisic when he played against Rangers, getting that, making that run, the, the double run in the way and out the way. They turn their back and he gets the goals at the back post. And he does it constantly when he's playing. You know, and I think his numbers would be even better if he was fitter because um, he'd missed the party, obviously, as I say, through injury last season. And as I say, I think he's a massive asset. But yet again, Celtic have been doing brown at turnover as well. So if there's people interested and they're going to pay over the odds for them, there may be something to look at again. Um, but as I say, I think yet again, he's, he's been wonderful since he's come into the club. And for a young man to handle that the way he has is a great exception to him. It's the Go Radio Football Show, Rob McLean and Peter Grant. Uh, so our former Celtic star in the studio and uh, we're going to be hearing from a current uh, Celtic star uh, throughout the show because Joe Hart has been talking to the media today with a Jack Butland on the show in the course of, uh, of this week, a new goalkeeper on the old firm scene. Uh, Joe Hart has had a couple of, well, glittering years. What an impact he's made. In fact, uh, before we hear from him here, I was just... On the way in in the car, I was just thinking, I was trying to remember a glaring Joe Hart mistake in in his in his two years at Celtic. I can't I can't think of too many, Peter, which which speaks volumes uh, about the, his levels of consistency. There's definitely not been too many, that's for sure. And the biggest thing as a Celtic goalkeeper, and I was fortunate enough to play with Pat Bonner, who was an excellent goalkeeper. And the biggest thing that they always used to have was a concentration level, because a lot of the time you've got the ball. But I've seen Joe Hart even this season when Celtic have ended up 1-5, but he's probably two fantastic saves at 0-0. Mm. And people forget about it. And that happens with most goalkeepers, you know what I mean? They forget about that because you're going to 1-5-0. But as I said before, Robert, I think he's a massive help with young Callum when he retained over as the captain, you know, having that presence. He's been in a dressing room. It's one things. And I know as things went... He was going over all over the place, Tottenham, Torino, was it? You know, and you're he, he, saying to yourself, Manchester City, Pep made a decision right away. And I listened to Guardiola the other day and he was talking about the fact that Joe Hart was the hardest decision he had to make when he came in at first. So it shows you the presence he has. And believe it or not, I, I went to watch him when he was, I think it was Shrewsbury, was that from right before he went to Manchester yeah, City? Yeah. Big Ludo McCloskey asked me, would you go and see him and see what you think of him? And I went to see him, I said, oh, I definitely recommend signing him. It was excellent the, the time I seen him. But the surest fate, he decided to go to Manchester City. We were at West Ham at the time. And so he had all that potential. But I think his presence within the dressing room is massive. And as you say, for by what he does on the pitch, but I think that's been massive in the change with Callum taking the captaincy. Him and Carter Vickers, I think, are the, the guys that's been able to help Callum a long way. A very difficult route, as we spoke about, because there are a lot of foreign players play as well now. And it's not like yesteryear, as I spoke about before, that everybody lived within 10 minutes of each other. Now you've got to help these guys settle in and their families and make them looking after it. So there's a lot more goes into that now. So I'm sure it's a, a difficult one at the start to try and make sure everybody's happy, to try and make sure you're looking after and making them feel part of the club and letting them know about the club. And I think you need to help with that. And I think definitely Joe Farbaugh's goalkeeping, um, as I say, I think he's been a massive presence on the team. And the fact that he worked with Jack, with Big Alec actually, because mm -hmm. Big Alec retained Joe Hart and in loan. Yeah. Uh, Big Alec McLeish to Birmingham yeah. and uh, Jack was a young keeper then you know I mean I was there as a uh, assistant manager first team coach with Alec Jack done his I think it was his scaphoid in his wrist but what a top talent he was you could see that he was a top talent you know and as I say I'm delighted he's up here I'll be interested to see how he does because obviously the lack of game time that he's had but there was no doubt at that particular time he's got all the presence a goalkeeper needs he had the quality the goalkeeper needs 
he's got all that it's just the game time that rustiness how, how quickly you get that back and I, unfortunately I don't know that as a goalkeeper how, if that's any different from an outfield player he's not playing as many games as he should have but he's definitely got the talent We'll hear from Joe Hart talking about Jack Butland um, and uh, keeping it uh, pretty safe in terms of what he says about him <laughs> as well um, bowing to the, the, the obvious rivalry that exists um, You mentioned Packy Bonner there um, I mean I've worked a lot with Packy in the media so have you you played with him did he talk as much back then as he does now? Yes, he did, because <laughs> I, I must admit, that was the one thing, that was his biggest thing. Pack, he would always be talking to the back four. He'd never shoot us in midfield. He would always be talking to the back four, and he'd be talking a load of rubbish. <laughs> I, I know, and he would admit that himself, but I th- it was to keep that concentration level up. You need some fantastic defenders in front of him. You need Big Roy and Danny, and etc. I mean, I broke into team, Tom McAdam, who was so, uh, such a quality defender. Uh, and Matt Reid mm-hmm. that was the back four that I'd come in at first and Big Packy was shooting at these guys and then that just continued on but he said that was to keep his concentration levels going and he had wonderful concentration you know what I mean so it's interesting he's had an operation in his hand recently and I said well I didn't know you had fans you know what I mean sort of thing. So, <laughs> but no he was a top quality professional as well he was the first goalkeeper I could ever see that could do the running at pre-season we are talking about pre-season because right, yeah. the one before that was Big Latchy and Big Latchy did the, like the, the pre-season Big Peter Latchford he didn't like that yeah well, he talked a lot then, he talks a lot now, Packy Bonner. The current Celtic goalkeeper, Joe Hart, yeah, he's been talking today uh, and here he is reacting to that good news from the other day, from two days ago, uh, about the, the fact that Kyogo, uh, last season's Player of the Year, extending his contract, a new four-year deal. That's huge. What, what, a great, what a great bit of news that is. Um, you know, love him, love him as a person. He's, he's a beautiful person um, and he's an exceptional footballer. He was, he's been brilliant since he came in. Um, really, really shone for us last year in big moments, and he really sets the um, sets the tone for a high-pressing, exciting football team. He's loved, he's loved here, and and obviously he's felt that because he's he's wanted to commit his, you know, a real important time in his career to this club, and, and we appreciate that. I think the statement of the club that if you want to be here and you're and you're playing well, then you know you're welcome, and if you don't, then we'll look for someone who does. Yeah, a uh, little sting in the tail there from Joe Hart about people who don't want to be at Celtic. <laughs> Kyogo does, uh, and he's been reeled in on that that extended deal as well. Beautiful person, uh, says I Joe thought Hart. Thought it was Ben that was speaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful person, exceptional player, um, and it's clear uh, that, that at a successful club. Uh, you're going to have that close bond between the players, and, and clearly that is the case at Celtic. Football supposed to be enjoyable. And when you go to watch him playing, he seems to enjoy every moment of it. You know, he works hard in his game. Um, he works hard on the pitches, you say. And as I say, I've been very impressed with all the boys because I said prior to the match, they're doing a lot of warm-ups and whatever on their own. Very, very professional. He's a strong little bugger. People think, obviously, you know, you're at a stage in your career, looks light and whatever, but he's strong. And it makes it difficult for defenders. Defenders' nightmare because he plays behind you, you know. And I think when you've got that group, he always looks as if he's got a smile on his face and he enjoys his work. And listen, it's the best job in the world bar none. Let's not kid ourselves. Mm. But that boy looks as if that's what it is to him. He really enjoys it. You know, when he comes off, he's very respectful. Nine times out of ten, he does come off in the game because the way Ange played, they wanted that press and then they would change it late on in the game. But he's a big game player. And there's nothing better when you're in a team that you've got big game players who can produce the, the, the big games scored them up the, the massive goals and the big goals and he constantly does it yeah again the Inverness game wasn't much in it at that period in the game but his movement for the goal was fantastic 
as I say, even prior to that, his movement was excellent. Never got his rewards, but he keeps going. And that that must... I, I know when you're working with really good players and they're willing to work their socks off as well. Wow, that is the difference. That's why they're the top players, because they're willing to work their socks off as well for the team. And as I say, off the pitch, he seems to be a fantastic boy in the dressing room as well. You used the phrase there about Kyogo Nightmare to play against. And, and that's a phrase you could very much use uh, about Dyson Maida as well and he of course is the man who's making the headlines uh, this Thursday uh, on the Go Radio Football Show because in the last little while uh, Celtic have announced that he too has extended his contract with Celtic he will now be with the club till the summer of 2027 um, and for completely different reasons I mean, it, I mean it's great that you get two players who, who've got completely different different styles of play um, but together as part of that Celtic front three, they are a nightmare. I mean, you, you feel for a right back, you know that a right back's going <laughs> to sleep well that night having faced up to Maida. Well, it's interesting how Ange used them. He either played them right or he played them left, depending on who, the, what team he was playing against or what fullback he was playing against. But the interesting thing is he can spark everything, you know, because if the ball goes back to the goalkeeper, he just doesn't run five yards and stop and say, well, they're going to kick it. He puts them under pressure. So the goalkeeper ends up kicking the ball away and it gives Celtic possession back again. But people forget that the, the press he's done that's put, rushed the goalkeeper or rushed the defender, you know, and he's making that mistake. Then Celtic go back possession again. And it's the small details that maybe goes bypass with everyone. And that's why the manager's seen him so important. And the Celtic fans loved it. They'd obviously be critical of the chances he misses, as I said. But the work ethic for him is incredible. You know, and he's not one of these guys that... You're always told, we were always told... As soon as you lose a ball, win it back. You don't need to tell him that. You just watch that all the time. Somebody else, his own teammate loses it. They've already won it back before they've had criticism. And that's what you call a team player. And he's been exceptional. And listen, I'm delighted because it's important for Celtic as well because what it does give them, if somebody does want to come and get Kyogo then, say in two years' time or something like that, then they still get top money for him. Mm. And you've still got two years left after that, you know. So at the end of the day, it gives a little bit of security after the Jota situation. Now listen, we can't argue with what Jota's decided to do. Disappointed his supporters, of course. You want to keep the best players in Scotland. And I definitely want to keep the best players at Celtic, for sure. But when he's going off for £200,000 per week, you know, and Celtic are getting £25 million, yeah. there, there is no argument. You, you just can't say there's no way he can... Not, and I'm sure the boy never expected anything like that, you know, himself. So... Uh, good luck to him, but as I said, uh, opens the door for someone else to become a superstar at Celtic yeah. Football Club. Not a better place to do that. Yeah, twenty-five million is a fair bit of compensation for Celtic. Uh, pretty much four times what they paid for him when they turned that loan deal into a permanent arrangement. He's delivered big time, uh, involved in fifty-four goals over his two years at the club, uh, and he uh, made a big contribution to last season's treble-winning campaign. Here's Joe Hart talking about the departure of Jota. Yeah, Jota was, he, he did really well for us. Um, you know, we wish him all the best. But, you know, as, as I was talking about before with Ange, with success, um, football changes real quick and, and we loved having him. Um, I'm sure he loved being here, but there's, that just opens a great opportunity for someone else to come and play for this great club and, and really build a career for themselves or one of the boys who didn't maybe get as much game time last year to step in. Um, there's just opportunities galore uh, and you know new names that hopefully they're going to be singing about The switch Peter flicks very quickly doesn't it from a, a, a darling of the fans undoubtedly loved him to bits and and the memories will always be there the, the, the glorious memories will, will always be there 
but you move on, don't you? You move on pretty sharpish. Who's gonna Who's gonna be playing in this place next season? That, is, now the, is, is now the question. That's the way it is, Rob, and that's why I've always said it, and I keep saying it, and people will be sick hearing me saying it. Is the fact that it's the badge on the front you play for, the name on the back is always changing. Managers come and go, players come and go, whether the club will release them or whether they're sold. That's always happened, and it always will continue to happen. And that's why I would say enjoy every moment you get with them, because. Don't look upon it and say, oh, I'm disappointed in that one, I'm disappointed. Enjoy every moment you can get with them because they know, listen, your loved ones like you doing at times. <laughs> so they're not going away from that, you know what I mean, sort of thing. And the most important thing is, let's enjoy them. They've won the treble, they should be revered for what they've done. Now it's somebody else's opportunity, as Joe Hart rightfully says, because that's the way football evolves, you know. A new manager's in there, the team may play a certain different type of style, as Brendan did prior. It'd be slightly different for Manji's, as we all know. So it'll be interesting looking at all that. So all the players that's come in, and sometimes it can work in your favour as a manager. And so Jota's went, but maybe Brendan's thing. Well, I wanted to play this player in a different role, mm. or somebody else to play this role, and that works that way. Sometimes it can fall on your lap. As I say, we don't like losing the best players for Scottish football because we want to keep them all here, of course. Um, but you can't say anything other than Celtic's done fantastically well out of it. It's fantastic recruitment. And it's fantastic money they've gotten. As I say, richly deserved because the, the boys produced the goods. But I don't even think if he'd have went to the Premier League in two years' time, you get that types of mm. money for him. Or he wouldn't get that types of money as a wage either. So good luck to him. And as Joe Hart rightfully says, playing at that fantastic club, it gives somebody else another opportunity to become a superstar. It's been a great week for Celtic when you think about it. 25 million for Jota. If he's going to go, then uh, let him go for on the end of a big fee. That's a big fee. Um, and they've uh, signed up. Uh, Kyogo and now Dyson Maida uh, as well um, on extended deals. Uh, have you been watching the tennis at all? Are you, are you interested at all? I'm, I'm more of a final when it gets to the quarter semis and final. I'm You're not, not interested in the early rounds. No, I'm not an early round man. You know, I like to see when it's the big guys playing against the big guys. I, yeah. I love that, you know, and obviously you're looking closely at Andy Murray, hoping he does he's, well. Yeah, he's on today, isn't he? he? That's right. In fact, that might work, in terms of our timings, that might work out yeah, quite well for, for watching that yeah. because I was just noticing that Liam Brody has knocked out the number four seed, Casper uh, Rudd. It's fantastic, you know, I mean, it's I say, I, you see a lot of people that I was living up in Dunblane for a little bit and you used to see all the kids out playing mm. because Andy was mm. from there playing the tennis and, and as I say when I lived in Lanarkshire I never ever seen a tennis court <laughs> you know <laughs> where I lived you know uh, what I mean so uh, it's completely different it just shows you the impact that's what we talk about I was thinking of the green lawns of Lanarkshire no, <laughs> no, no I don't think so no, no. About ash red ash <laughs> with nails and glass maybe uh, but um, as I say that's why there were so many jinkers everybody was scared to fall apart from me but I say no I love it because I think it's I love Nadal because I just think he's he's got that the drive and desire all these ones you know what I mean I, I, I love watching him yeah. you know and you've got to tip your hats to like say Federer not Djokovic or you say his name but Andy Murray I'm delighted for what he's done what he's come back from and delighted he got that Wimbledon championship a few years ago now but it was fantastic for him for the work he put in God he can he can talk expertly on tennis as well there, is there any <laughs> sport that Peter Grant uh, is not across um, good question Katie Bolter a winner at Wimbledon as well for Britain uh, the British women's number one so a couple of British successes today and let's hope that uh, Andy Murray against Stefanos Tsiptisas, or whatever he's called, the, the Greek <laughs> player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's hope Andy does it well later on. It is the Go Radio football show. It's not a tennis show, if you've been listening for the last couple of minutes. And we're back with more, more Joe Hart to come after the break. 
The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! It's Thursday's Go Radio Football Show. Rob McLean in for Paul Cooney, wearing number 12 on me back. And uh, Peter Grant, what was your number? What was your... Six most of the Six time. Six it yeah. was, was I said, it? I don't like the squad numbers. You know, as long as it was between 1 and 11, that was all I was interested in. <laughs> I know. And that doesn't matter anymore, <laughs> but, does uh, it? Absolutely, absolutely. I see all these big numbers and all that. No, as long as it was between 1 and 11, I don't care. And I think when you go to some of the European clubs as well, out of this country, it's distinctly uncool to be 1 to 11, isn't it? It's more <laughs> like 99. <laughs> exactly. 99 red balloons. Uh, it's a Go Radio football show. Uh, Peter and myself. And uh, we've got... Uh, Audio with Joe Hart. We've been listening to Joe already talking about uh, Kyogo signing on an extended deal with Celtic uh, and Jota's departure, of course, to Saudi Arabia. And uh, Joe Hart was being pretty diplomatic, but uh, saying if you don't want to be here, then really we don't want you here, uh, to be perfectly honest. One player who does want to be at Celtic and he has extended his deal on the back of uh, Kyogo making his contract that uh, little bit longer. Extra two years on Kyogo's deal, as Peter was saying, giving Celtic that security. And they now have the certainty of Dyson Maida signed up till the summer, <coughs> the summer, I should say, of twenty. 27. I think he scored four minutes into his first game for Celtic uh, against Hibs uh, after first coming on the scene. Uh, and the Celtic fans absolutely love him, Peter, because they know what they're going to get from him game in, game out. As we spoke about earlier, 100%, every game he plays, he gives a maximum. And even when he's not playing well, he affects the game. And certain players are like that. You know, you have other guys who put the gloss on it, you know, and the, the Kyogos who finish well. And as I said, Mieda, that's probably the downside of him. He gets into some fantastic position. We go back to Real Madrid game. It was 0-0, the start mm-hmm. of the second half, mm-hmm. big chance to make it 1-0, yeah. and mm-hmm. misses it. And that, people ask, what's the difference? And that's probably the difference. If it's a Benzema or something, the ball's probably in the back of the net, and that's what takes you on to win. And that, that's the things that happen. We wouldn't be able to afford them if they were doing all the things. If he worked as hard as he did and finished every chance, he get, he, no, no he wouldn't be here. Be, exactly, exactly, exactly. So there's always faults with him. But that's the one thing I can guarantee you. I watch him prior to the games with Harry Cool and that, and he tries to do all the finishing, tries to do all the cross and that. So he works on that. You can see that. And they seem to have a fantastic work ethic at trying to improve themselves. And that's the only thing you ask from your football players. Try and make yourself better. We know what your weaknesses are. We're going to try and help you with them. But they've got to be willing to do that. And people say the more you practice, the better you become. Only if it's perfect practice and the respect to that. Because if you don't practice, put if you practice all the time and spend a lot of time but not doing it correctly, you're not getting any the rewards. He does it. You can see him prior to games. And then sometimes you get disappointed. But the one thing you can never ever throw at me is, is, is the lack of work ethic to, to make the team better and to run his guts out for the team, you know, which he does fantastically. It's well. funny that you mentioned that, that chance against uh, Real Madrid. Uh, because... Uh, uh, it was in my head as well that that big chance that big moment and just those little uh, inches and tweaks of improvement that you can make as an individual and obviously Celtic as a team want to make progress that, that's the that's the one big area I mean obviously they want to retain the title and they could be under more pressure this season if, if the Rangers signings turn themselves into, into a good team um, but in terms of European football uh, Celtic again in the group stages of the Champions League uh, and you know they, they don't want a good hour against a Real Madrid now. They want to they want the, the the finished article, don't they? They want to be closer to coming up with the full deal. Well, we spoke about earlier on. What's the difference? 
Benzema's in that at 35 and 36 going to Saudi Arabia for half a million pound a week. That's the reason, because he's won five Champions Leagues. I've watched him many a times against Manchester City's Chelsea's and whatever, when you thought they were out of the game, you know, and then you've people like Modric and that producing a bit Benzema finishing off fantastic amount of goals he scored out of nothing, you know, and that is the difference. When they get a chance against you, they bury you. You know, they don't let you off. And that is the difference when you get into Europe against, especially in the Champions League, that is the, the difference. When the, the, the top quality teams, which you're drawn against predominantly anyway, when you go on against them, if you give up a chance against them, and they've done that, Madrid, because if you remember that, after that, it wasn't long after that, they scored, and then they just kept the ball. And Celtic were well in the game at that period. Yeah. But, they, but then once they scored, God almighty, they were magnificent. Modric and that just cruised. They just like, moved into overdrive. Oh, yeah. You just couldn't get the ball off them because they can do that because they've got, they know they're in front. And that is the difference. But if it went 1-0, who knows, especially at Celtic Park, especially, what that could have changed. But that's what you have to do. When you get the opportunities, you have to score them. And as I say, that's the thing he has to work on because his work ethic, and that, as I say, is tremendous. So, but his finishing has to be better with the opportunities that he gets. There were quite a few questions uh, to be asked to Joe Hart when he appeared in front of the media today. We already heard him on Kyogo and, and on Jota. What about the departure of the manager? What a close bond he had with Ange Postacoglu. Um, we wondered at the time uh, when Celtic signed Joe Hart because he was signed on the same day as James McCarthy uh, both on I think Joe Hart got three years and uh, and it was four years for, for James McCarthy one hasn't worked out clearly with all sorts of injury issues one has been a blinding uh, success so how, how does he feel at the, about the departure to Tottenham of his old gaffer? Look we sped, we uh, shared two really special years together um, obviously very successful and with success People are interested in what you're, what you're going to be doing next and what your ideas are. And look, Ange had a decision to make and he made it. We, uh, we absolutely loved working under him. Um, really enjoyed my time personally. Really got on with him as a person. Wish him all the best, but football's got this kind of magical way of it. just keeps moving, doesn't it? And next we get the news that Brendan's coming in and we've got a new focus and a new task. It's that phrase again, Peter, isn't it? Move on. That's exactly what it happens, you know. And Players are like that. It's unbelievable because you're used to it throughout your lifetime, you know, whether it's your teammate that moves on or your manager moves on, whether he's sacked or whether, you know, he moves on to another job. And it's just something that people don't realise at times because, as you say, you could be the main man and then another manager comes in and changes certain things about it and all of a sudden it's not the same for you. Um, if results are not going the right way and the manager leaves you and where you were the main hitter with the other guy and it changes so that's why there's always a freshness round about and that's why I think it's always important that you, you, there's, there's always change anyway whether that's bringing new players in to freshen it up now Celtic have lost Ange obviously they've lost Jota the Ange one we could sense after once the Tottenham thing became to light obviously but the Jota thing's a surprise but as we said earlier on and Joe spoke about earlier on they happen in football they happen in football all the time so you're Listen, players are selfish as well. As long as they're getting an opportunity, they're going to play, they're under, under contract, they will just go out there and train like everyone else. You know, there were some managers I didn't like, not very many. Who, but, who did you not like? Oh, no, I can't mention that. They were all, I was always respectful. I don't mean I don't like, I didn't like the way they went on. I liked, maybe as people they were fine, you know, but there were some of them I didn't. But I'd have ran through a brick wall for every one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's absolutely no doubt of that. And some I didn't think treated well or whatever, or for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And But the one thing I'd have never let them down on a football pitch, you know, I had not seen them in chapter door and spoke to them in the office, for sure. But um, once I was on the football pitch, I couldn't tell you who the manager was. 
because it was more important that I wasn't letting my teammates down, the supporters down, you know, and your family. And that's what you're mm. always representing. And that's why I get annoyed when people say, oh, they, that player's not trying or this, they don't care, they've down tools. It's a load of rubbish. You know what I mean? Because you've always got that, you've got, don't embarrass yourself. So it's always important. But as I said, Brendan is a different thing as well. And maybe that's what the team needed. Mm -hmm. Maybe the timing's coming perfect. We don't yep. know that because you've won the, the, the treble and maybe somebody says, well, how do we spark this again? How much better could it be under yeah, Ange? Absolutely. You don't know. You don't know because if they don't do it next year, was Ange, if Ange went through, God forbid, they went through and they never won a trophy for whatever reason. But for whatever reason. And all of a sudden, Everybody say, oh, he stayed too long. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it yeah, can happen that yeah, way. Yeah. But maybe it's came at the right time in that respect, you know, uh, that how, gives how, of, yeah, how everyone else a spark. How is he going to follow a treble? Uh, uh, absolutely, and yeah. it can give everybody else a spark. Because yeah. it's not just players that's coming out, it's Brendan coming in with different ideas. Mm. I may be listening to Matt talking about, well, Brendan is in and mixes with the players. But there's no right and no wrong as a manager. Mm. You know, the, the bottom right and wrong is, is you've got to win games of football because you get very little time. You know, and you get, you've got to win games of football. You always treat people with respect. You have different opinions on players, for sure. But some managers like to sit in amongst the players and whatever. Some don't like to get too close because they know they've got to disappoint them at times. And Ange maybe was that type. Mm. But it was very, very successful what he'd done. Brendan's been very, very successful and he's done it the other way. So there is not, as I say, one shooter, but one size doesn't fit everyone. You know, that that's that's for sure. And Brendan does it slightly different from Ange. And, Good luck to him. I'm sure he's, he's a fantastic coach. And as I said, once Ange went, for me, it was the number one pick. There was absolutely no doubt of that. And I'm delighted as a Celtic supporter that Brendan's come through the door. I see there's some suggestion today in the football gossip uh, that Rangers might be ready to end the old firm away fans' lockouts uh, by offering uh, Celtic 700 tickets for the first derby of the new season. It's uh, It sounds like speculation, at this stage, uh, what do you think, Peter? What uh, what's your feeling about having seven hundred in? No, it's not for me, Rob. I I, th I still think it's dangerous in the respect, and I, I know that sounds crazy. But what I mean with that is, there's still a, Rangers fans are very close to Celtic supporters, and vice versa. When Celtic supporters, when there's such little numbers, so you've got fifty thousand versus seven hundred. Uh, yeah, and I'll prefer it when you know Celtic behind the goal at Ibrox. Rangers get but go back to what they used to have, you know, and get that split. God, I used to play when it was 18,000 at Celtic Park, you know, Rangers supporters. And it was great, you know, it was the atmosphere was magnificent. And I wish I would get back to that. When I used to play at Ibrox, we used to go have behind the goal and then round half of the main stand when I made my debut, actually. And that was not, as I said, that was 1984. It seems a hell of a long time ago, but 1984. And it was brilliant, the atmosphere. And of course, there's always that animosity between Celtic. But you never want to lose that for 90 minutes anyway. You never want to lose it. I'd, I'd hate to get it taken away from that. I think if they're going to do it, give them the full behind the goal again. Because uh, uh, the atmosphere everybody talks about down in England, and as I said, been there for 26 years now, and that's all they talk about is the atmosphere. Did you see this? Now they're saying it's getting waning a little bit because there's not as many Celtic supporters at Ibrox and vice versa at Celtic Park. And we don't want to lose that because it is a special, special game when you're talking about Celtic versus Rangers. And that includes the support because that's definitely what makes it as well. Did that drive you on the, that warm appreciation that you got from the 18,000 Rangers fans? Well, I used to get booed with them all anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Rangers and Celtic. <laughs> no, but it was, listen, it was fantastic. I mean, it was some incredible. As a young man, I remember going out to Ibrox that day and obviously it was my debut. How, what age were you first? Your first 17. Offer? I just turned 18. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I just, that was my first game with the first team, just going out and wow, it was just a buzz, you know, but it was incredible. 
Did you remember anything about it afterwards? No, no. <laughs> I, I, I remember the manager just telling me about three years prior to it, I was playing over at Ibrox. I was supposed to be playing for the reserves. And um, and the next thing he told me, I was playing over at Ibrox. And the only thing he said to me, Davey, was, um, listen, son, if you couldn't, I didn't think you could do it. I wouldn't be asking you. Mm. And that was it. And I went over and I, I can remember Danny, the thankful likes of Danny McGrain and that were playing, who was my hero. So Danny and that were playing, but as I say, I was completely, how your life changed, but Rob, people don't realise. I played that game that night, that day, and we lost one now. Bobby Williamson scored an overhead kick. And the next day, I thought I'd come on to a different planet because everybody sort of wanted to talk to you, you know, and mm. I'm like... You've moved up the pecking order. I, I, I was thinking, how does this guy know me? And, uh -huh. you know, just small things. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. It's not signing for Celtic or Rangers. It's everything else that goes round about it. Can you handle that? I was fortunate enough I was brought up with the Celtic background and supporters clubs and following them whatever when you weren't playing so I was brought up on that so I was used to that but that's why I'm, I find it interesting when guys come in and settle in so quickly and love it as much as they do you know because it is a, it's a special special place to play and as I say outside I keep saying it outside Manchester United I think the two clubs these clubs play under it and so much intense pressure compared to anyone else down even in England I'm talking about the Chelsea I'm talking about the Tottenham because I said it when Ange left Ange wouldn't be going to Tottenham if Celtic were sitting in the Premier League but that's how big a club Celtic are, you know, and I can only talk about Celtic, obviously, because I never played for Rangers, but it, I can only say that because I've been down there for 26 years. I've played in London derbies, I've played in other derbies, mm -hmm. Birmingham, whatever. East Anglia? East Anglia, the old yeah. Farham derby, that's known yeah. as, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was great, that, but they were really intense, really, really intense games. You, you wouldn't believe the amount of police and everything that was there and police dogs and whatever, because they love their club and they have that passion about it, but nothing compares to Celtic and Rangers that the off the pitch where you're all in all the time. You know, Manchester United, as I say, I think for me personally, because there's so many clubs in London, I think mm. that's maybe part of the reason. Yeah. And Birmingham obviously there's a big rivalry, you know, but you've got the three clubs, West Brom, Birmingham and Villa. So you've got that as well. But up here, you know, in the amount of paper coverage is nothing like that down down south. Nothing yeah. uh, whatsoever. You know, Norwich would have all about Norwich. Mm -hmm. You know, Ipswich would be all about Ipswich. Up here, it's a bit both. Yeah. I mean, it can be front and back page, you know, so it's completely different. So people that can handle that, and as I said before, a lot of good players have come up here and struggled, and it wasn't because of their ability. It was just a fact that what they'd handle 24-7. Just briefly, uh, that was your first uh, taste of Old Firm. What what was your favourite taste of Old Firm? What was your favourite of Is that an easy question to answer or not? Oh, because they were all... I don't know, I played in quite a lot of them, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know how many I played, but somebody met a big number uh, on them. The only ones I missed was if, if I was injured or suspended, believe it or not. Probably the one I'll remember was because it was a dream that I always had as a kid was to play in the Scottish Cup final, which... Cup final day was always a dream for anybody when you watch that as a, a baby you know watching out and then you'd go out the back and try and be that player or whatever was to play in the Scottish Cup final I always did this dream to play in the Scottish Cup final against Rangers and beat them and we beat them 1-0 with Joe Miller's yeah. so it wasn't the greatest of games but we beat them 1-0 that day I think it stopped Rangers winning the treble actually because um, I think they'd already won the double um, I think we stopped them that day but it was just a dream it was the last game of the season of Scotland Summer's Day which he always looked upon as Cup Final Day and we Joe getting the winner that day so that's probably the one that always sticks in my mind more than anything else I've had a few shockers as well don't get me wrong you know but some great games 4-4 Ibrox you know get beat 5-1 at Ibrox as well then can beat them the following game 3 nothing, and that's why I think, which is slightly different now, we never ever crowed about it. We never stayed on the pitch if we won or whatever. We just got off the pitch oh. because only knew it was a couple of weeks to either play yeah. each other again. 
and you had a chance to get your backside felt so you stayed out the yeah. road and never said nothing <laughs> <laughs> great stuff Peter uh, looking back the way and looking forward as well more to come from uh, Joe Hart uh, who's been meeting the media today on the day in case you've just joined us uh, that Dyson Maida has extended his contract with Celtic on the back of his fellow countryman uh, Kyogo doing exactly the same thing uh, we're talking football and we've still got 18 minutes to go the Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! It's Thursday's edition of the show. Rob McLean and Peter Grant um, on the day that Dyson Maida uh, tied himself a little bit longer to Celtic and extended deal just like Kyogo did earlier in the week. Uh, so a double helping of good news for Celtic fans on the back of the disappointment of uh, losing Jota. No doubt disappointed uh, that their talismanic winger uh, is on his way to Saudi Arabia. But there was the compensation of uh, 25 million quid and there was a fair bit of compensation for him as well. Uh, he will not be complaining when he looks at his payslip <laughs> in the unlikely event that he actually gets a payslip in Saudi Arabia. How much is it, Peter? How much he getting? Uh, it's only 200,000. <laughs> or maybe 197, I think. You couldn't somewhere. take the drop, could you? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No. And miss coming in here. <laughs> must be joking. Exactly. <laughs> there, are, there are pleasures and there are pleasures. Uh, let's hear more from uh, Joe Hart talking uh, about a lot of subjects. We heard him talking about Ange Postecoglou's departure. What about the arrival of Brendan Rodgers? It's not a return to me, but I know what you mean. Uh, look, he's super positive. You, you can tell that he absolutely loves the club. Um, you know, if he was to take his managerial hat off, he's a he's a Celtic fan. But you know, he's he's made it very clear he's able to separate business and pleasure. And, and we're here for business. We're here to work. We're here to be successful. Push each other. Try and get the best out of each other. Um, he wants to push the the young guys. He wants the older guys to help. Um, you know, very clear messages. And I'm I'm really excited to work under him. And uh, what he was referring to at the start there, obviously the question was about uh, Rodgers returning to Celtic, not as far as Joe Hart's concerned because he wasn't there uh, first time around, but looking forward to working with him this time. Uh, what impact will Brendan Rodgers have on Celtic second time around and on the back of uh, two years of pretty spectacular success. Here's Joe Hart talking about uh, the other goalkeeper on the other side of the city, the man who's expected to uh, be occupying the number one jersey, or maybe 99, for Rangers, <laughs> Jack Butland. Good move for him. Um, you know, obviously, I know I go way back with Jack. Uh, I'm very respectful of the of the two clubs that we play for, so I'm not really going to go into it. But um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's found a home. You know, we're going to we're going to share the same city. But as I say, I've got a lot of respect for for what goes on between the two clubs, and I'm sure he's going to go and do his thing, and uh, I'll try and do mine. What he's saying there, Peter, is he respects the rivalry and he's not going to be going out for dinner every second weekend with Jack Butland by the sounds of it. Yeah, so listen, it's changed because many years ago when I was here, you ended up in the same place and you'd always speak to the boys and we got on exceptionally well. But we understand the rules, you know, that that was the way it was. I mean, you never wanted to rub anyone's nose in it and you were very mindful of that. But as I say... You've seen that it's changed over the years because some guys come from the same country but play for the opposite team. They've ended up mixing. And listen, the punters here, both Celtic and Rangers, you've got to tip your hat to them. They're very respectful. Now, okay, they maybe shout the odd thing and that at each other, you know, when you're out. But I think when you're out with your family or you're out with uh, teammates or other friends, as in for the, across the divide, as we say, um, I think they're very respectful of that and they understand that they're human beings as well. Um, Do you have a problem with that? Because I'm I'm thinking back to 
Henrik Larsson and Giovanni van Bronckhorst were, were pals, weren't they? Because they yep. were together at Feyenoord. So, yep. so they were here on opposite sides of the divide. But I'm pretty sure they socialised together, didn't they? Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, there's there's many, many, you know. I mean, the old nightclub, as we spoke about earlier on, was Victoria's. I remember mm. James's place. And we used to go up to the piano bar and the Celtic Rangers boys went have there and having a few drinks together and having a blether and whatever. But then when we came down the stairs, we went to the, there was two opposite, there was a right and left side of what, if I remember right. And we used to just go our separate ways of sort of like the Celtic and the Rangers then. <laughs> that was the way it was, you know, yeah. but we were always respectful of each other. And listen, I've had some great friends, you know, Geranti and that, uh, Coyste, Derek Ferguson, they, they were all brilliant guys, you know, there's no getting away from that. And uh, I had no no problem on the pitch, I'd uh, knocked their head off, off the pitch, mm. it was not a problem whatsoever. Back to Joe Hart and uh, talking here um, about the keeping pushing on it was the, the mantra of Ange Postacoglu and uh, Celtic won't be changing uh, in that respect well, look we'll see obviously that's the intention you know that's the buzz that's the feeling but um, you know ultimately it's about where we're at as a group and you know what it's like with a transfer window things changing all the time um, we need to put ourselves in a real good core position until that kind of September comes um, and the and then, like I say, we just we've just got to reach and push and and try and help each other and work together. And um, yeah, we've built up some good momentum so far, and we don't we don't intend on losing it. And how about moving on from the domestic treble? You put it behind you. We enjoyed it. We worked really hard to get it and uh, achieve what we did last season. But that was last season. And football, like I said, um, in terms of people moving on and things changing, it just keeps moving forward. And you can't live in the past. New season, new opportunities. Everyone else is in that kind of bubble at the moment of they're looking, they're looking at it as a new season and a fresh start and everyone's going to be chasing the, uh, the pot of gold at the end and um, we're no different. He's the PR man's dream, isn't he, Joe Hart? <laughs> he, say, he pretty much says all the right things. Uh, bags of experience, he's heard every question. He's probably had every interviewer in the game standing in front of him on the opposite side of the camera or the microphone or whatever. Uh, not only is he solid in goals, he's pretty solid in that position when the Celtic media people put him up. Yes, listen, I said at the end of the last season, I said, you're champions for six weeks, Rob. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you're back into pre-season, it's about what you do next. That's the way it is. You've got a couple of days, a couple of weeks to enjoy it. Once you're back in, you put the working boots back on again, you're ready to go again. And you have to. That, that's what big clubs, and that's why it's so difficult for the teams that are successful. Because they've got to go again. I've got to go again, but not to be second or third or fourth, to be first. Only first counts up here. Second means nothing. Different down in England, they talk about fourth, fifth and sixth. You know, they're talking about the top six now. Could you imagine saying that in Scotland, the top two or the top three? It just wouldn't happen. Yeah. You've got to be number one and number one only. And that's very demanding in its own. You know, you know you're going to have days that it doesn't go particularly well. Can you still get a result out of it? And people talk about the energy and the, the way Celtic played. Listen, Celtic since the day dot have always been if the opposition's got the ball, get it back off, off them quick as you can. That's always been as guys are people talk about fitter now. I'm not necessarily in that that category saying that. But what you've got to do is if the opposition's got the ball, get it back off them quickly. To do that, you have to be fit. We always trained with the ball, even then, all the years back, because you, you had to make sure that you were going to dominate the ball. You had to do things quickly. To do that, you had to be fit. So for our pre-season, which is completely different for nowadays, you were running for a bit two and a half weeks without seeing a ball. That, that was fact, you know, and you were up and down hills, you name it, to get that fitness level and that core in it. But he's right, there's new guys coming in, so they're not treble winners. They're guys that's starting out with nothing. Yeah. So they've got to go and earn that, got to be a winner. 
And I went through six years of not winning in at Celtic and that is torturous. Torturous, that was unbelievable. So I know what it's like and that's why that demand is never get sick of winning. Because when it turns, it's horrible. So make sure you're pushing and that's why people like Joe Hart and that's why I said Rangers have kept probably some of their, their senior players like Arfield that I felt particularly. But Davis is still there who's going to play a big part mm. for Rangers even though he's not fit. But the demand they'll put on others and the expectation they'll tell others, which is expected at Rangers Football Club as well. So, Joe Hart's not got these guys. They're massive for your football club at this moment in time, especially when there's a lot of change. We were speaking about Serial Dessers on Monday when you were on the show um, as a prospective signing, an imminent signing. We thought it still hasn't happened. There was a suggestion it might happen today, and um, all the details of the deal have come out. Uh, 4.3 million plus add-ons a four-year contract for the Cremonese striker so it does seem as if that one's going to happen that will make it six summer signings for Rangers with maybe another couple uh, still to come uh, he's getting his uh, he's getting his business done early Michael Beale because obviously he brought he was br- brought players in in the course of last well, season well, Rask was, as well Raskin and Cantwell who'd done yeah. very well for him yeah. they've turned out and I'm sure Raskin's going to be fitter Cantwell as well because he came in and hadn't been playing a lot of games and mm. done exceptionally well and he, also, and he got and he got better didn't yeah, he as the season absolutely. came to an end and he's a fit kid because I've seen him as a lot as a youngster coming through at Norwich yeah. and whatever so I'd seen a lot of him and there was no doubt his talent and he's got that and it's going to be interesting because they say Rangers they could end up with eight signings including they two but they still need to strengthen the squad and I think that's where Celtic were in front I said that at the mm. start of last season that their squad was stronger and you do need it throughout the season I'm not a great believer in five substitutes I must have but I keep going on about that I think it should be back to two to three maximum um, because you're changing half a team if you're a manager changing half a team it means you've got it wrong I believe and I know the reasons why they do it but listen, we need to give the guys out there that can continue to play but Celt- Celtic utilised that as well yeah, didn't they? yeah they did no that's what I'm saying but yeah. I didn't think Rangers could because they never. I no. didn't think they had the five they could have changed it with. Yeah. Celtic could. Yeah. Celtic had first five first team starters that could come on. That's what I'm saying. The difference is, as I say, I'm not a great believer in that because I think it makes it difficult for the coach as well. Do I put a defender on? Do I put a midfielder on? Do I put an attacker on? Whereas you can make a mistake putting a substitution on and still get another four to go. Mm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, hmm, I'm not a great believer in that at all because that's part of the game. You know, that's that's part of it. But that's what I felt Rangers couldn't change as much as Celtic were and strength-wise uh, within a game. And if they've lost, I don't know how many players have been out the door, but if they've come in with eight and say six have been out the door... Well, really, you think, I mean, Kent, Kent, Kent Morellas, McGregor, yeah. Arfield, to name but four. Well, that's what I'm saying, there's four, yeah. four players. Yeah. You know, you're saying you're talking about Cholak still maybe going or whatever. Yeah. So you've still got to... Hillander, fall, Hillander's yeah, another one who yeah, didn't, hasn't played much recently. Absolutely, but, but it's part of the squad. Yes, like, you know what I mean? Yes. Maybe the roofs and that, Hadji and that mm. coming in, there's absolutely no doubt of their quality either. You know, if they're fit, that's stronger. Mm. That's making you a lot stronger, you know? Yeah. Um, but there is absolutely no doubt in that. Golson, you know, you've got Davis, is he going to be fit all the time now? Big John Sewer's going to be fit all the time and that's great if they are because that makes them stronger. You know, so it makes you a little bit stronger but you need to have that squad to pick from and that's the one thing that I felt Celtic and even at this moment in time I still say they're stronger in that department squad wise mm. I think that that's important so I think Celtic will still add and I definitely obviously I think Rangers need to add because they, they definitely need more what I would call first team players within the group unless they've got a couple of special young ones that they feel yeah. are more than capable of handling playing with the Rangers jersey on Yeah, Stephen McGinn and I were talking last night about the the players from last season for Rangers who would be in the team this season, this coming season, um, and pretty much it's Tavernier and Goldson, uh, Cantwell and Raskan, maybe Barisic, you know, who's been 
Absolutely. talked out of the place for a while but he's still there and, and on his game is real quality so so you're potentially adding seven new players into that team yeah absolutely and that, that, they needed that they needed that but they still need the squad as I say because the ones you've let go and maybe that squad's going to come from the, the like say the roofs and that is going to be available yeah. and fit we don't know that mm. we don't know where he is with his injuries but listen let me tell you the ones he's brought in the dowels and that are very good players I've seen a lot of them yet again the only thing I would say my question mark is the amount of game time that I've had but they're definitely a talented boy that's for sure Will Dowell do well? Um, that's that's <laughs> very that's well a, said. That, that, that's, a, that's the big question. Peter, thanks a lot. A pleasure, uh, a pleasure. Good to have you on the show as ever. And just uh, closing with our main headline right at the top of the show, just in case you missed it at that point. Uh, good news for Celtic fans again on the back of Kyogo extending his contract with the club. Uh, Dyson Maida, his fellow countryman, has done exactly the same thing. A fair bit of compensation in addition to the £25 million uh, for Celtic fans and the club uh, on the back of Jota's departure to Saudi Arabia. Kenny Miller is on the Go Radio Football Show uh, tomorrow night, uh, 5 till 6 from Peter and myself. Bye for now. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go!